Welcome to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. My name is Pastor Todd Walker. I want to call this series of podcasts Sermon Extras. We're going through the book of Colossians on Sunday mornings with our church. And we just started. We're still in chapter 1. And we don't have the time every Sunday to look at every aspect of Colossians. But there's one thing I'd like to dive in a little deeper with that comes from chapter 1, where Paul is praying for the church of Colossians. And if you know about the Colossians, it's a good church. It's a very good church. They have faith in Christ. They have love for all the saints. And yet Paul is praying that they deepen their faith, deepen their love. And the way he prays in verse 9 is he says, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. That's Paul's prayer for the Colossians, that they walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. And I want to just talk today for a few minutes about the bar set in Christianity here in this country. We live in America, of course, and it doesn't take a lot in this country, unfortunately, to say you're a Christian. I have worked with young adults for the past 10 years, and I've seen this up close, including my own testimony, where professing to be a Christian is a very, very low bar. It often means you said a prayer when you were younger to accept Christ into your life. Uh, you're a church goer. You are regularly doing some sort of religious activity. You're a generally moral person. You're kind, or you don't fall into one of the other big religions. So you just find yourself in Christianity. And so the bar we have in this nation is very low. And that saddens me. Because I believe if, our, if the bar is set low for us, then we don't really know Christ. We don't really know the Lord Jesus Christ because the Lord Jesus Christ, first and foremost, is not worthy of that. He's not worthy of a low bar. He's not worthy to have people minimally following him. And second of all, more sobering, Jesus doesn't expect that. Jesus will not accept that. If you read any of the Gospels, you can tell Jesus is always raising the bar. So many times people came to Jesus and said, Jesus, I want to follow you. I'm ready to go. I'm yours. And Jesus would say things like, no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom. Or this one guy who wanted to go bury his dad first, he said, let the dead bury their own dead. And this one guy who wanted to get married, he said, you're not ready. Jesus was always hiring the bar for people who wanted to follow him because it demands it. It demands it based on what it's going to take for you to follow him, and it demands it based on Jesus being worthy. And yet the bar remains so low in our culture. I follow Christ. I'm a Christian. And yet we have a lot of hobbies. We have a lot of desires. We have a lot of ambitions. We have a lot of things going on in our own life. And unfortunately, Jesus Christ is just one of the ingredients in our life. If you ever read a Twitter or an Instagram bio, it's often something like, uh, I follow Jesus, I'm a football fan, I love Lord of the Rings. It's, it's on and on and on of all of these things that we are and that we like. And Jesus Christ is one of them. He's in the mix. But Jesus demands all. 
And Paul is praying that the Colossians would walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. So the question I've been asking our folks, our church members, is what is Jesus worthy of? What is he worthy of? Even if the demands weren't great, and they are from Christ, what is he worthy of? You and I were steeped in sin. There was no hope. There was nothing for you and I to do in order to get back to God, in order to please God. The ship had already sailed. It was over. And yet Christ made a way. And how did he make a way? He spilled his blood. He gave his life. He was mocked and spit upon and flogged and tortured and crucified so that you and I could be reconciled to the Father. He actually, literally died. All of those things happened. And that doesn't even begin to talk about the spiritual suffering that he must have endured by his father breaking fellowship with him when he was seen as the sinner on the cross. Christ had never committed one sin, but he was seen as the sinner for our sake so that you and I could be reconciled to the Father, so that you and I couldn't have a fast track to destruction, so you and I could live for the reason we were created to live. And the bar needs to go higher. Later in chapter 1, Paul desires, tells the Colossians that he desires to, to pre present everyone mature in Christ. Mature in Christ. That's another deep word. And I thought about that maturity thing going, well, how do you know if you're mature in Christ? I believe I'm in Christ. I believe I follow Christ. But how do I know if I'm mature in Christ? And I think that's the point. You don't. You don't know. So the only strategy is to go beyond. To go forward. To press. To strive. To labor forward to reach maturity so that one day Christ can be presented with a bride who genuinely loves him, genuinely gave their lives for him similar to the way he did for them. Again, because he's worthy of it. Using the illustration of a marriage, imagine having a bride presented to the groom or even the other way around and it's like the person threw their wedding garments together. They forgot about the day almost. They got up that morning, they threw some sweatpants on, they stepped before their spouse-to-be. They hadn't readied themselves. They hadn't prepared themselves. They forgot about it. They don't think much about their spouse-to-be. It wasn't a big detail. It wasn't a big deal in their life. And yet now they're going to be the person presented to their spouse-to-be, that's not what anybody is worthy of. And yet we're talking about the Lord Jesus Christ here. He's worthy of much, much greater. So what do we do? What do we do to deepen in our walk and our love and our devotion with the Lord? Well, it's often what Jesus told us to do. 
forsake. Forsake all things. You can't really deepen your love and your devotion to the Lord Jesus while you got so many things hanging on your life. It's like if I wanted to be an Olympic swimmer, but I never worked out. And every time heavy clothing and heavy boots and trying to say, hey, listen, I want to be a swimmer, but I want to take all of this stuff with me because it's really important to me. Well, you can dive into the pool with all that stuff, but A, a you're definitely not going to be an Olympic swimmer, and B, you might drown. And that's, that's kind of the illustration. If you want to follow Christ, you have to be light. You have to be loose. You have to be able to go at a whim whenever Christ says. You can't have all this baggage. You can't have all this stuff with you. Some of that can be sin, but a lot of it can just be weights, just stuff. Worldly stuff. Hobbies stuff. Desires. Ambitions. Plans for your life. None of that really fits into us following Christ. We have to abandon it, and Christ taught us that. If you want to follow me, forsake it all, and come after me loose and light, and I'll give you what you need. I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you what your desires are. And today we're trying to cram Christ in to our lives like a puzzle piece that doesn't fit. I'll get you in, Christ. I'll, I'll fit you in somewhere. We'll make room for you. But that's not what Christ is asking for, and it's not what he's worthy of. He's worthy of our all. And that can sound like I have that together, and I don't have that together. I, too, live in America. I, too, live with a low bar, unfortunately, for what Christ is worthy of. But I want to go greater, and I want to go higher. And I want Christ to actually be presented with a church, myself included, who has made themselves ready, who has prepared themselves, who really, genuinely loves him and wants to be with him for all eternity. And so that, asks, that makes us ask some questions of ourselves. Is that what we want? All of us don't want to go to hell. I don't know anybody that wants to go to hell. There are some people who don't believe in hell. But if everyone believed that hell exists, nobody wants to go there. And I feel that's another part of our low bar in Christianity. I just don't want to go to hell. I don't want to pay for my sins. So I'll believe in Jesus if that means I don't have to pay for my sins. Well, that's only one aspect of following Christ. A huge aspect is, will you love the Lord? Will you follow him when it's hard? Will you endure till the end? Will you make yourself ready as the bride he deserves one day? So that's how Paul prays for the Colossians. He's going to pray that they walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God because he met Christ. He knows what he's worthy of. And he's going to ask the Colossians that they get that, that the bar is raised, and that people understand Jesus is worthy. So I hope we'll think on that today. I hope we'll take that message with us and really look to Christ and say, Christ, what are you worthy of? What am I willing to give? What are your demands? What did you ask of me? 
and where am I willing to go with you? And if we're really, truly ready to follow Christ, we're going to have to abandon and forsake. We're going to have to repent. We're going to have to surrender all, like the old song says, and say, Christ, you get it all. You have a blank check. Whatever you ask, I will do. May the Lord bless us as we think on this. Thanks for listening.